0: This is Pave It Black.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And we're the hosts of the podcast today. In episode one of season two, we had someone on who talked about social media and marketing a little bit and really got into the how of the marketing side of things. Today, we're doing things a little bit backwards. We're starting to talk about the why marketing is important and why image is important for contractors in the industry.
2: One of the big questions I had about marketing was trying to really understand what the value is or why, why we market when a lot of road construction really is based on a low bid system. Today, we've brought in Brian Fraley from
1: Fraley Construction Marketing to help us kind of answer these questions. Welcome, Brian, and can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Our company now basically provides marketing services to heavy construction companies. That has really been the course of my career. I was born into a highway heavy construction family, and we were not paving contractors in that family, but we were actually involved in mass excavation. And uh, that probably flavored my journey a bit. When I entered the workforce officially, uh, my father had a business where we provided advertising and public relations to the heavy construction market, ironically. That was back in the late 1980s. I would work there even in junior high school, so I had a lot of exposure to that at a very young age. And then, you know, over the course of the next 20 years, I had the pleasure of working with from private companies to nonprofits, one of which was the, uh, the Associated Pennsylvania Constructors in Harrisburg. And of course, in that role, we dealt very closely with PAPA. So I uh, really had a lot of exposure to the highway industry at that time. And anyway, so I started this company nearly six years ago, and uh, the rest is history.
2: Thanks, Brian. One of the first questions I really am interested in finding out more about from your experience is really looking at why image or why marketing is important. As I mentioned, a lot of heavy highway construction is in that low bid environment. I just kind of want to learn what what you've seen or why you are seeing an importance in marketing and company image in that environment.
0: That is a great question. And and of course, it's one that I have encountered from day one. And I can tell you, I mean, our family business was the epitome of that mindset. And uh, they never in a million years would have thought of marketing. You know, they were founded back in 1927. They were the epitome of the old school contractor that uh, we have both dealt with. And uh, they really didn't understand it. And I've encountered that over the years. And honestly, I encounter that to this day. It's, it's kind of hard to get your head around especially as you mentioned in the low bid environment, you know, oftentimes the belief is, well, you know, really bargaining doesn't matter because it's going to come down to letting day, whoever has the low number gets the job and uh, we can sort of deflect everything else that happens before, during and after. You know, when it comes to image, I mean, it's interesting, image has really changed a lot, even just in the roughly 30 years that I've been doing what I've been doing here. The world is really changing pretty rapidly. There was a time, for example, where a contractor could get a job, get out on the highway, pave a road, and not even hear a peep, possibly could even have a, an issue where traffic was held up for three hours. We, you know, we know that it happens. It's, it's very uncommon, but it happens. And there was a time where that wouldn't have mattered, but the world that we're in today has really changed quite a bit with the internet. And uh, that's where social media comes into play. You know, th- these are days where if you're a contractor, people can see everything that you're doing, not just by driving by your projects, but by going online, someone can go on the offensive if, uh, if they have a problem out in the highway work zone, or they're held up in traffic, they can create problems for the company. So the game has sort of changed in, term of, in terms of image for contractors. So where it really makes a lot of sense to, to build up some positive, like a reputation for quality, build up some positive rapport with the community, your customers, so that when those issues arise, you know, you're going to have a lot easier go of it.
2: Are there things that are maybe not as intuitive, like what you mentioned, like quality or being on time or being a good place to work? Are there things that construction companies really should think about within their image that they, they want to put forward?
0: I guess one of the most common misconceptions that I hear from companies in the industry is that it's really just about developing new business or generating leads. And of course, you know, one of the big challenges in in the industry as a whole today is workforce development and trying to attract talent. I've been watching that issue unfold over the past 30 years. But the thing is, I think we're, we're entering a new chapter to where it almost feels like it's coming to a head. And the thing is, you can have the new business, you can generate the leads, but if you don't have quality people to do the work, it all doesn't mean a whole lot. I really kind of look at it almost as a three-legged stool where, you know, you're trying to, at the end of the day, create new business, you're trying to generate leads, and you're trying to attract a strong workforce. So it really has to be sort of like a full frontal attack in all three of those areas a lot of companies in the industry are really following suit. And I think they realize that this is a crucial part of their image now, no pun intended, but this is really where the tracks meet the road. It's interesting hearing you talk
1: about these different fronts. You've got one front, which is that general public where we're trying to get new people in the industry and And there are some ways we're competing against some of the big dogs like Apple and Google and and some of those companies for the software developers where there's an image race to ensure that we've got goodwill with the public. But I'm interested from your experiences, had there been times where you may have seen image or reputation play a part in someone getting a job or Do you see a movement in the future where it may be low bid, environmental impact, and something like reputation and quality that really allows a contractor to leapfrog some of the other competition and get more work?
0: I think absolutely. I mean, I guess I would start by saying that, you know, the big joke now has been in 2020, anything could happen. If you were to tell me that the way that projects are procured was going to change drastically in the next ten years. I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I think it's foolish to look and say that the low bid system is untouchable and will never change. And uh, you know, working with the APC in Pennsylvania, you know we were dealing with the contractors that really were the beginnings of the construction industry in this country. there's There's so much history here. So many of these folks were even the founders of companies that were starting up in the early 1900s. Yeah, and of course, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You know, these are the companies that were building the turnpike. So it it was really, it was a very sort of an old school mindset. and It's the epitome of what we were talking about. And no one ever could have imagined that low bid would change at any point in the future. But I think as you watch the new generation coming in and you see, So many incredible differences in the ways that they're taking the industry aided by technology. I think that anything could change. So the industry really needs to think in the long term and say, the way that I am getting business now may not be the way that I'm getting business in years, maybe 10 years, 20 years down the road. But the one constant is always going to be at the end of the day, reputation and image. And and I guess what I would say to you is I think there's an important distinction for someone in the paving industry, and that is public versus private. If you're in, you know, you're strictly public sector, you're working under the low bid system, whereas the private sector, if you're an owner, you're an owner, developer, general contractor, you certainly have a lot more options to be Selective. Um, And I can tell you that in dealing with so many contractors over the years and dealing with engineering companies and developers, there's not a doubt in my mind that image and reputation play a major role. There are certain paving contractors that really just tend to shine in certain regions. And I've come across situations where you might not even put it out for bid because you know that a certain paving contractor is superior. Or perhaps they may go into it and say, we know who we want, but let's just put out numbers just in case. And then they may even, if they have to, they might even come back to the contractor that they wanted, even if they're not the low bidder, and say, hey, listen, we got some lower numbers here. Do you have any flexibility to come down a bit? But most certainly in the private sector, image and reputation are critical,
2: one of the things that I'm kind of curious about is where we're focusing that effort. Where are we, where do we really want to portray our image? Who's our audience? Who are we marketing to?
0: One of the things that makes a paving contractor a little bit different than, say, an excavating contractor is that your job site is pretty much affecting everyone in the country, and so you really you need to think about all of the different owners, whether that be a DOT perhaps somebody down at a local government level. You need to be thinking about developers and people with private properties that can hire paving contractors. And then also, as we talked about, the talent. And then, of course, the motorist and the public. That is such an important part of it. I mean, when you have motorists and you're dealing with areas with heavy traffic, and maybe you have uh, some kind of a penalty that is in place if you're not off the road by a certain time, they're very dynamic places, and there's a lot of things that can happen. Motorists can be stuck in traffic. They could drive through wet paint. One of the things that I really think is a challenge for the bathing industry specifically is that a lot of people in the general public don't really understand who does the work. And uh, I cannot tell you how many times when I'm talking to people outside of the industry and they think that the DOT is actually doing the work. And so what happens is if you're a motorist and you've been offended in some way on a road project, you know, where does the call go? Does it go to the DOT? Does it go to the contractor? Oftentimes the contractor's going to get the call because if your logo is on that machinery, it's so easy today. If you can figure out who owns that machinery, someone's going to get back home and they're going to do a Google search. And, you know, you may get calls from an irate person who was driving through your work zone. A lot of contractors don't necessarily look at the public as a customer, but, uh, you know, the motorists will be the first ones that can really create a lot of problems for contractors if they don't have a good plan in place to deal with that. So it sounds like
2: there's a lot of facets to where we're putting our image out and how we're marketing and how we're communicating. So I guess I'm interested to hear if there's maybe tools for really assessing how effective um, this marketing or work is.
0: To me, publicity and social media have really become one and the same. If, if someone in the industry is managing active social media accounts, there's a lot of digging that you can do, a lot of analytics that each of these platforms offer to where you can see what kind of results you're getting. If we break out publicity a little bit and we look and say, okay, a contractor really should be putting out news, like press releases, at least on occasion, Those things can be a little bit harder to measure. It's almost like there was an old saying in advertising that, and I don't recall who it was attributed to, but I know my advertising works. I just don't know what part of it works. There's an aspect of that to publicity as well. If your paving company appears in eight trade publications with some positive news, you you don't always necessarily know exactly how much you move the needle. But you do know that it works as long as it's being seen.
1: You almost have to take the shotgun approach with marketing and put a little bit everywhere. But part of that is because all these different audiences get their information in different ways.
0: You're exactly right. And, uh, you know, social media really is a science. So when when a company jumps in, it's easy to just say, we want to have a social media presence. I hear people are on Facebook. Let's go to Facebook but it really should be a more comprehensive process as to why do we wanna be there? Uh, what's our objective? And also it's very important not to bite off more than you can chew. I oftentimes see companies and they, they're trying to juggle, they might have presence on four or five social media channels And uh, oftentimes, that's not necessary. You're you're usually better served picking one or two channels that you feel to be the most effective for your industry. One of the most common mistakes that I see companies making is that they don't respond and they don't interact with people on social media. And I think it's really important that you, you don't just turn into a broadcasting channel and then you don't check back in for a week or two. That's really how you do it with solid engagement.
1: Brian, we, we really appreciate you being here with us today to have this conversation and to help educate a lot of us on really why marketing and why image is important.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thank you, Brian.
0: Hey, it was really great meeting you guys. And um, it's always, it's great. It's, uh, it's an honor to be featured on your podcast here.
1: Thank you very much for volunteering.
0: Outstanding. Thanks, guys. Have a great one.
1: Yep, see ya. Thank you. So Brett, as as we wrap up this podcast, what's your biggest takeaway or what was something that kind of struck you that Brian talked about over the last few minutes?
2: I think the biggest thing that I took away today really was when Brian talked about all the different avenues that we have to really put our construction company's image forward. So we're not just talking to our customer. We have the general public that's traveling through our job sites. We have a lot of influence on their day we can we can make a great day for them as they travel through our job sites and we can also cost them 30 minutes or an hour or maybe even have dust that's in the air that gets on their vehicle and makes them unhappy when they get home so i think that was really interesting to me i think the third piece was really the workforce which i think is also a really critical component to having a good image that was my biggest takeaway
1: i thought it was really interesting how Brian talked a little bit about all the changes that have happened within the construction industry over the last 30 years. Because most people look at the construction industry and they see something that's old school, it's stagnant, it's not changing. But in reality, we don't know if the DOTs and customers are gonna change the way they procure our material. And I, I was reminded of a quote that is sometimes attributed to Warren Buffett when he said, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and 5 minutes to ruin. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. We have to start thinking today about our image and our reputation to build that trust with my customers, to build goodwill with the general public. I think that was my big takeaway. We just want to thank everyone again for being here with us today. My name is Richard Willis and I'm Brett Williams. We just want you to remember as you're driving around America's highways, someone from our industry paved it black.
0: Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits, to Coleek. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes, or at www.asphaltpavement.org podcast. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's r-w-i-l-l-i-s at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time keep paving it black.